Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministry. Yes, it is I, the agent of love, your favorite grace girl, the daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to being love in action. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello and greetings, everyone. I'm always excited when it's time for me to come back and and fellowship with you guys. Welcome back to all of you who are tuning in every week. Hopefully you've been able to get caught up on all of the podcasts that we have going on in our episodes. If you haven't, I know I've been missing a little bit, have had a lot of things that I've been doing, but I promise I'm going to be back and consistently every week because I know that that is what I have to do. So right now I'm kind of juggling some things around to make sure that I am continuing to come back week after week and give you guys, um, you know, a word of encouragement. Amen. Listen, I want to start off by saying to all of you, thank you so much for a year and a half in to the podcast that you guys have been, you know, I never asked anyone to share it. I just feel like, you know, if the podcast is blessing you, that you do share it. Maybe I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I don't really tell everybody to tag and share. I don't know. Maybe I should, but I don't. And honestly, for me, it's really about those who are coming on and that they're being blessed. And I feel like if something is good to you, you're going to want to share it, right? Without anybody telling you to, to share it. So for all of you who are, who are, who have been coming on the podcast, listening, uh, and just been supporting, um, the being love in action podcast. And for all of you who are new to the podcast, being love in action podcast family, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have to say this is a moment. It's, it's been a little cup, a few weeks overdue, but I just want to say this right now. We have made the 10K mark. Yes, we have made the 10K mark. Yes, we have made the 10K mark. Yes, actually, we're over 10K. We're almost at, um, I think the last time I checked, like 10,000 and about 500, almost 10,600. We're almost actually close to 11,000 stream downloads. That's amazing. And it would not have been possible without all of you who are tuning in and listening and streaming the Being Love in Action podcast. I said this when I shared the 10K mark and uh, um, 
Potbean actually sent me, you know, the badge saying I, we reached over 10K and I did not share it right away. Um, Like I said, I've been having a lot of things going on and I, I just kind of basked it for a moment. And if you're new to the podcast and you're not very familiar with my story, one of the things when I started the podcast, um, I didn't really know anything about podcasting. Someone um, shared it with me and the idea, I prayed about it and God gave me the green light to go. But one of the things when I started the podcast, you know, you know, Holy Spirit just said to me, listen, don't be consumed with numbers. And so for me, when I started out, I had about 34 followers, you know, um, but I, you know, for the first year I had about 34 followers and, you know, I had, you know, about 1600 downloads into the first stream downloads the first year in. And that was amazing for me. I was just like, you know, I was just excited that people were listening. No, I didn't have a lot of followers, but again, I wasn't really concerned with that. For me, it was just the message in the gospel of Christ. And on this platform, it's all about illuminating the word of God and and, and allowing people to see the love of Christ and also the love of those who follow him. I like to illuminate the, 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 you know, the people, the characters in the Bible. And so, and, and how we apply those, those, those stories in those life situations to our everyday life. And so for me, you know, there's so many wonderful podcasts out and for people to tune into mine, it is just mind blowing to me. And again, I'm grateful to each one of you for tuning in. And like I said, for those of you who don't really know the story going into the second year, you know, I was like, God, if, 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 if you just allow normally when I would, you know, release a podcast, I may had about 15 downloads for the first day. And that was like crazy to me because remember, you know, who knows me? I'm not doing any real major promotions or anything like that. And, you know, two and a half years in, we're now almost at 11,000 and, and we just made 10,000, 10K about a couple of weeks, about three weeks ago. And we're already almost at 11,000 um, stream downloads. And, you know, I'm I'm at... Um, like 7,800, almost at 8,000 followers. So I'm just, I'm just blessed. I'm humbly, gratefully blessed because for me, this is truly a passion. And I get excited when I get to share the gospel and, and what God is giving to me to share with you guys. So again, thank you. We have we're at 10K and, and we have some great things coming up. We're going to have some Being Love in Action merchandise coming up. So that'll you guys stay tuned in so you'll be able to purchase some T-shirts and things like that that'll be coming up on the website. So stay tuned for that. But again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the Being Love in Action podcast. Amen. Um, you know, we're just I'm just grateful and so now with that, with that being said, we are in, I want to dive into now the word of God. Amen. We have, we are in a series. If you, if you're, if you this is your first, first time tuning with, in with us. Thank you. And welcome to the Being Love in Action podcast family. Um, yes. When you come in the first time, you're part of the family, honey. I'm from the South. 
I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. And once you're accepted, you're part of the family. Okay. So yes, welcome. And thank you for being part of the Being Love in Action podcast family. We're doing, I said it was going to be a six part series, but it looks like it's maybe a little bit more than six parts. Um, I was trying to condense it as much as I can, but you know, as much as I get into it, God just said, "Mm -mm, we're going to stay right here for a little bit longer. So this is the part three of the mindset of the fearless series. Again, today we're going to be part three of the mindset of the fearless series. And again, you can catch up on the podcast. The the other two um, parts, one and two are already you know, on the, the podcast. So you can go and check them out and get caught up. And we're looking at Psalms 27. This is the Psalm that we are breaking down. And it is a Psalm by King David. Amen. And I'll get into a little bit more of the meat of who wrote the Psalm and, you know, the content and what it's all about. But the mindset of the fearless, um, what we're looking at are the characteristics of the mindset of a person who has a fearless mindset. In other words, it is the mindset of someone who is confident. You know, fearlessness is a is a form of confidence. Amen. And that's what the theme of Psalm 27 is all about. Uh, the confidence of this man in the God that he serves. And then we can look at it from the different perspectives. But for 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 me, God, when he blessed me with this, it really blessed me. And I always say it blesses me first before it even gets to you guys. Right. So the mindset of the fearless, there are four major characteristics. And here they are. People who have a mindset of the fearless, they are rehearsers, rehearsers of the God who of who God is to them. They remember God's history in their lives. They request of God to fulfill his promises, his word. And I always go back to Jeremiah 1 and 12, where it says for when God's when the word of God says, for I am watching to see my word is fulfilled. So they request of God. And then the fourth thing, they are rejoicers. They praise God. They admonish him. So full characteristics of the mindset of the fearless are rehearsers. They are rehearsers of God, who God is to them. They remember. Remember God's history in their lives. They request of God to fulfill his promises in his word. In other words, Jeremiah 1 and 12 says God is watching to see his word is fulfilled. So they're giving God's word back to him. And then the fourth one is that they are rejoicers and rejoicers are people that praise God and admonish him. So I always ask the question because I always want us to be in a mindset where we're thinking as we are listening. Right. Here is the question. How do you begin to set yourself up to having a fearless mindset? And here's a thought. Is that perspective based on who God is to you on a personal level? I'm going to read it again. How do you, how do I, how do we begin to set our mind ourselves up to having a fearless mindset? And the thought is the only way or, or is that way of having that mindset based is based upon who God is to us on a personal level. So the purpose of this particular series is to show believers um, perspective that believers perspective that God is a God 
that offers hope. He offers hope through Jesus Christ. And because of this, we can walk confident in that hope and understand that through Jesus Christ, presence in our lives is the only way to conquer fear. I must say that again. This is what I want you to grab out of this out of this series. Is I want you to understand that your perspective of who God is is the reality that God offers us hope through Jesus Christ and because of the hope that is offered through Christ we can walk confident in that hope and understand that through Jesus Christ presence in our lives is the only way to conquer fear say it to yourself say it to yourself say it out loud we need the presence of God in our lives we need, I need, you need the presence of God in our lives in order to conquer fear. Amen. And, and, and let's look at Psalm 27. Who is the writer? Who's the author of this Psalm? It is King David. One of the things I will always say may sound like a broken record to some, but Hey, if you, it's your first time, you'll appreciate it. I don't always assume that everyone who's listening knows the Bible or even read the Bible. So we like to give it to you in a practical way. So even a theologian who jumps in can can appreciate the background information and all of that and still get a, a good word, as well as someone who may be a babe in Christ or have no real understanding of the Bible of it or even read it. So it has to be able to be... Um, approachable and understandable on every level. Amen. So the author of this particular Psalm was King David and, and, and the Psalms were like poetry that was designed as expressions of praise and worship and also to as confessions to God. Many times we use them as prayers, as songs, and they're considered sacred. And so David, who's the author of this particular Psalm. Now the book of Psalm, it, it's various artists, um, authors of the Psalms, but David is to believe to have written 73 of the Psalms. Okay. And the audience, it was originally geared to the Israelites, the people of God. Amen. And so for this particular Psalm and setting, one of the things we always want to look at when we're reading the word of God, we always want to think about who was, who was the audience? What was the setting at that time? That's very important. When we're getting a real understanding of what is being said, why is it's being said and to whom it's being said to. So the setting of this particular Psalm, we're not really clear. It's not really clear, um, but it gives a, a narration of it, it. It does not necessarily give us a narration of historical events, but many times in the Psalms, especially the ones that David wrote, they paralleled his current life experiences. So in this particular um, Psalm 27, we're not sure if David was actually living as he was operating um, as the king or was he still a shepherd tending to his sheep or was he in that interim state where he had been anointed as king, but then fleeing from the present king who was trying to kill him. But here um, in this particular one, remember series part one. In Psalms 27, one through one, we were talking about 
rehearsing. Remember those characteristics of, of a fearless mindset are people who are rehearsers. So the first one part of the series, we were looking at the rehearsers when David started off the Psalm 27 and he was rehearsing who God was to him. He was singing, he was speaking, he was praying from a place of confidence. He started it off saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? And that was series part one. And then it's in part two of the series, we were looking at, at um, David remembering. He was remembering. In other words, he was bringing back to his memory who God was and is to him, the history of his life. And that was Psalms 27 verses two through three. His past, he was looking at his history and then his present circumstances. Okay. So we looked at uh, David from the rehearsing part of God, from the remembering part of God. And now we're in part three. So part three is exciting because now we're looking at a different perspective of the mindset of a fearless person. And so we're looking at Psalms 27 verses four and five. And here's the word of God. I'm I'm reading from the NIV translation. And here's the word of God. It says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his holy temple. Verse five, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Amen. Blessed be the word of God. So we're talking about the mindset of a fearless person. We looked at the rehearsers. We looked at the remembering. Now this week, we're going to look at the requesting. The mindset of a fearless person is someone who requests of God and admonishes him. Why does the psalmist begin with one thing? Remember, we're looking at Psalms 27 and 4. David starts out by saying one thing. He begins this particular oh, this, this psalm in verse 4 by saying one thing. Why does he do that? David always desired a relationship with God. We understand that he was in a place that kept him from his normal habitat. Maybe he was not in his palace. Maybe he was not um, in a place of comfort around his loved ones. You know, maybe he was in a place of wilderness and running. Because remember, we're not sure of the narrative of where he was because it doesn't really say that. But because David had a life where he was always being pursued by an enemy whether it was from his children, his family, whether it was from um, the king or um, the enemies of the Israelites. There was always a, a battle that he would be facing. OK, so it would it can we can say that maybe he was in a place because of the the the, the way that he's speaking in this psalm. He's he's speaking from a place of confidence, but he's also remembering some things about God. And he's also reminding himself or rehearsing 
who God is. You know, many times when we're going through, you know, tough spots in our lives, in those trials, in those storms, sometimes we get through many times. If we're honest, we get through by remembering how we've gotten through other situations. Maybe, um, that would seem more severe than the one that we're going through. It kind of offers us a, a sense of peace. But one thing he says, I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of my days. That's powerful. Here he's requesting of God to be in his presence. David's desire was to be in God's presence in his daily life. This should be every believer's desire. Let's be honest. And I'm, and, and I'll answer this. You know, he said if he wants to, his desire is, he said, the only thing I seek is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Now, the house could not necessarily mean the physical temple. Okay. Um, absolutely. You can refer it as the temple, uh, uh, the physical place. But remember, when you have a relationship with God, it, it, you know that God doesn't necessarily manifest in the physical realm. It's a spiritual and a confidence and knowing, first of all, that God is real, that he's alive, that he hears you and that you can communicate with him. David said that was his desire. Why? You know, let's be honest. Shouldn't that be our desire every day to be in God's presence? You know, it's almost like I think about, you know, when we when we're married or, you know, our children or our loved ones. When you love someone, you want to be in their presence. You want to spend time with them. Right. If we're honest, the reason why many of us and if you can't say amen, say ouch. And this is for me as well. The reason why we really don't always want to be in God's presence, because half of the times, if we're honest, we don't really have a real relationship with God. Some of us, we, we you know, we just we just treat God, you know, like a stepchild. And, I, and that may sound weird, but it we, you know, someone, you know, and it's unfortunate if you have a stepchild and you don't treat them nice. You should treat them the way you treat your biological children because we're stepchildren to God, but he adopted us. Right. And we have the full benefits of the kingdom of God in every promise, you know, so treating a stepchild like a stepchild, you know, in the negative connotation is not a good thing. Let's be honest. And if you ain't living right and you got a mistress or, or you know, someone on the side that, you know, you're not supposed to be having. You know, let's be honest. We if we're honest, we treat God in such a way we we treat Christ in such a way that we only want to deal with him when when we are having problems. But we should desire to be in God's presence every day. Why should we desire? Why do you think David felt that way? You know what I believe why he felt that way? You know why I feel that David felt that way and I get it because in by dwelling in the house of the Lord, the presence of God, there is protection and power and access to him. You can't have access to the power of God if you're not in his presence. Oh, Lord, thank you, God. 
Some of us need to get back to that place where we're praying every day. I know it's hard sometimes. Life happens. We get up in the hustle or bustle. We get up early in the morning sometimes and we have it on our hearts to pray and to get in the face of God. And you know, we got to jump up out of bed, brush our teeth, wash our face, take our showers, our bath, whatever we got to do, get the kids together or get to work or go running, go exercise, whatever we do. And we miss out on that intimate time with God. And then we come home from the hustle and bustle of the day. And then we say, oh, I'm going to read my word. I'm going to pray tonight. But, you know, we wind up, you know, saying a little short prayer. And it's not because we don't want to, because many times we want to, we desire to. But those things that distract us and then every day we find ourselves getting a little bit more and more away from feeling the presence of God. And therefore, we're not confident in feeling his protection or feeling his power. And that's that's a trick of the enemy, because prayer is where we communicate with God. We get to worship when we have that devotional time. I don't know about you, but I know about me when I don't do my prayer time like I should. I feel it. It, it, it's like I feel an emptiness. And honestly, I just want to encourage you not to beat yourself up. If you have not been praying like you should, listen, don't make it so rigid or make it where you have to do all of these rituals to get in the presence of God. Find you a quiet place and you get in that place. You know, my my closet is big enough where it doubles as my prayer closet. So when I come in here, sometimes my family, my kids, the grandkids will be looking for me and they know if they know I'm in the house, I haven't gone anywhere and they come in my room. They're probably looking at my bathroom and they don't see me. They'll know that I'm in the I'm in my prayer closet. So now what they'll do is if it's urgent or something, they may just stick their head in even the grandbabies and they're four and nine and they won't really, you know, Nana, you know, they won't say that they used to, but then they understood, they begin to understand that this is Nana's quiet time and she's praying. And, and, you know, you have the purpose to get into the presence of God every day. And listen, I know you can set your goal. Maybe you want to do 30 minutes, an hour. Listen, if it's 10 minutes to start off with, give him that time. God desires to, to, fellowship with us. He loves us that much. And when we get in his presence, we are, we begin to be filled with the glory of God. See, that's why David wanted to be in the presence of God. He said, if, if only this one thing, you know, he said, God, just let me be in your presence because I know in your presence, I will be protected. I know in your presence, there is power. I know in your presence, I have access to you. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you, David, for reminding us. And then it goes on to say, and we're in um, Psalms 27, Verse four and five and verse four continues to go on and says, he also says, he says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Now, David, again, he's requesting of God. He says one thing. I want to dwell in your house 
all the days of my life. He's requesting of God. But then he says to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. He says, and to seek him in his temple. Now he's admiring him. He's admonishing God. He's worshiping him. He said, yeah, I, I, I love you, God. Yeah, I'm requesting that I'm always in your presence. But watch this. Even though I'm requesting to be in your presence, I acknowledge the beauty of who you are. He's, he's, he's admonishing the qualities of God. And watch this. If you're not in the presence of God through prayer and worship and praise on a daily basis, how can you admonish or admire something that you don't really know? And then it goes on. So remember the quality of one of the qualities of one who has the mindset of the fearless is they request of God. So David is requesting of God to be in his presence. Verse five says this for in the day, in my day of trouble, what he's saying is in the day of trouble. In other words, he's saying trouble will come. I want you to understand that even though you walk with Christ, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You believe that Jesus Christ is the, the son of God, that he died and he rose on the third day. You understand that even though you are adopted into the kingdom of God and to the to um, the you are an heir to the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You also understand that just because of that, that does not mean you will not encounter trouble. It does not give you a free from trials and tribulation pass. What it says is that even in your trials and tribulations, God will not forsake you. That's what that is saying. Amen. And so what it's saying is in the day of trouble, it will come. He's saying he, talking about God, will keep me safe in his dwelling. This right here will preach for itself. I don't even have to just go deep, right? He says he, God will. Why is this important? Now, David is rehearsing. Remember I said those with the confident or fearless mindset, they rehearse who God is to them. He's saying that God will keep him safe. He said God will hide him. And the shelter, I want you to catch that. In order to know that you're safe in the presence of someone, you got to know them. You got to know them. You got to know them. You got to know that the person that you are communicating with on a daily basis got your back. See, David is rehearsing who God is to him because he's looking at what God has been to him in the past. God delivered him out of so many troubles and trials. Has he done that for you? Come on. I know he has. I know what he's done for me. And David is, is speaking from a place of relationship. He said, God will keep me safe in his dwelling. Even if it's not in the physical house, we're talking about the presence of God. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. He's talking about the holiness of God, the sacredness of God. Have you ever been in a place of prayer where you felt the very presence of God? Oh, God. 
and the Holy Spirit allow you to have such a peace that surpassed all understanding and you knew it was God. And David says, and he set me high upon a rock. See, when David said, I, I want to be in the presence of God all the days of my life. Remember, I said to you, in the presence of God, there is protection. There is power and there is access to God. And what he was saying here was that when you set me, when God sets him high up on a rock, he said, this is what he's saying. He said, in those trials and tribulations, and I want you to catch this. In the trials and tribulations of our lives, when we have the mindset of the fearless, we walk in the confidence of God and who he is. We are rehearsing the word of God. We are rehearsing the word of God. We are requesting of God to do what he said he would do. Remember, I talked about Jeremiah, what, 1 and 12. When he says God is watching to see his word fulfilled. You got to know the word of God first to request of God to bring it back. But in order for you to rehearse who God is, you got to have that relationship. So I want to just as, as we get ready to close in, close up right here. Being in the presence of God. For David, he understood. That in those moments of trouble, in those moments of trial, in those moments, and maybe it wasn't someone pursuing him. Maybe it was his own demons. We do have our own issues, y'all. Maybe it's not even about someone else. It's about you and what you're going through. Maybe what you're going through mentally, what you're going through physically, what you're going through spiritually. But in those times when you have that relationship with the God that you are intimate with, God can elevate you above the noise of your life. So are you requesting of God anything today? Because the mindset of the fearless request of a God that they have a relationship with. You know, you can't ask someone for something and you don't know them. That's like begging, right? And I get it. You know, sometimes you have to ask. They say, you know, closed mouth don't get fed. But isn't it such a beautiful thing to have a relationship with someone and you know that they'll help you? You don't have to beg them. All you have to do is request of them. I pray today. In this series of the mindset of the fearless part three. That you get it. That you know. Your mindset. Must be geared toward having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Requesting of a God who loves us so much. He's a God of love and a just God. Even in the midst of all the pain. In humanity. And he loved us so much. I love John 3 and 16. It says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
And whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then, you know, maybe you're listening and you say, you know, I want to know more about this Jesus Christ. I want to know more about how I can have the mindset of the fearless. Listen, continue to tune in. And I pray that I can bless you through my podcast. But listen, the best thing this podcast want to do is offer you Jesus Christ. You know, we allow the world to do whatever the world wants to do with us. You know, I say this as well. We follow the trends, whether it's political, whether it's fashion, whatever it is, musical, whatever. Why not give Christ a chance? Just see. And it's just simple as Romans 10 and 9 says. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. see, That's the key. It's that heart thing. That God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We all have fallen short. We all have sinned and fallen short the glory of God. That's Romans 3 and 23. None of us are perfect. I never profess to be perfect. I purpose every day to live a lifestyle that is pleasing to God. The Bible says a righteous man fall many times. There is no perfection in Christianity. My model is Christ. So I try to follow the teachings of Christ and live according to God and live in love. And listen, you know, if you need us to pray for you, we have a team of people that will pray for you, intercessors. You know, I thank God for the young lady. We're praying for you who left a a comment in the box. When you leave a comment, be a little bit more specific in reference to your name or the family's name so we could at least have a name because I know we all don't have names our real names sometimes in on social media but we'll pray for you you can email us our email is kingacwilliamsministries at yahoo.com and I'll have in the description box below um, all of the ways that you can follow us and contact us but right now we just want you to try Jesus. Amen. And I pray that today that this podcast blessed you and that you were encouraged today. And I pray that you are encouraged today and that you were blessed as a result of part three of the mindset of the fearless. Listen, we thank you for tuning in today and we pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Tune in with us weekly right here on all major streaming apps. We're there, amen. And if you would like to contact us again, you can email us at Ministries at yahoo.com. Please leave your comments below. We enjoy reading them and emailing you. We email you back. We let you know um, that we're here and we're standing with you. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, hey, let us know, man. We enjoy, I enjoy reading them. And I just want you to remember this. Until the next time, Remember this, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. That's 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And again, I am the agent of love, Reverend Casey Williams of King and C. Williams Ministries. 
we wish you love, peace, and happiness. And remember to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. God bless you. Until next week, have a great one. Thank you.